Welcome to Deep Dive, where we seek to explore everyday topics on a deeper level from a biblical perspective. As young adults, we are constantly flooded with the opinions and beliefs of others. It is easy to get lost in the confusion and chaos of this world as the constant pressure of society seeks to drown us. As young adults ourselves, our goal in this podcast is to utilize God's Word to help us navigate through the young adult years the way God intended. Join us as we dive deep into today's episode. What's up, gang? How are you? Owen. Me? Yeah. I'm good. How are you, Josh? I'm great. That was quite the intro. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think um, that might be the first intro I've done. Really? Yeah. Let's go. Woo! How does I it feel? It. Uh, I don't know. I guess it feels good. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty cool. How How are you? How was your day? My day was good. Yeah? Uh, class. Boring. Oh. Um, what else did I do? Can't remember. Okay. Ate food at some point. Nice. Oh, I went to Panera. I ate so much at Panera. Guys, this man... Panera be expensive, though. He wow. spends so much money at Panera, but he he swears that it's just the best food. It's worth it. It's worth... It's it's worth the bang on your buck. Yeah. That sounded like the wrong context, but yeah. yeah. You have a dirty mind, son. What? No. It was my... I don't know... Wow. You have a dirty mind for saying... I have, I have a, dirty a dirty mind. mind. I was I saying best bang for your buck. Yeah, I Except literally I did not go there in my it mind. Around. Yeah. I literally This kid. I literally did this not kid. go there. You have such a dirty mind. I just it sounded weird, bang for your buck. This kid, how was your day? <laughs> my day was good. I uh Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> wrong context, I think. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um no my day was good. I kinda slept in, which wasn't good, but um I went to class. Which was good. I did a VO2 max test in my first lab. I was dead. I was literally dead. His brother acting like I know what a VO2 max test is. Yeah. It's, it's a science thing. If you know, you know. If not, come ask me and I'll tell you. Or me. Um, <laughs> and then I had an anatomy lab exam. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. I think I did pretty good on it. So. Do you not have your grade back yet? No. He, it's on paper. So he'll grade them like over the weekend or something. My hands are sweating just thinking about your grade. Your hyperhidrosis. Yep. I'm hyperhidrosizing. Mm. Well, anyways, we're stuck here in a closet. We are. And I just, it seems like everyone else is doing something fun right now, and I just really feel like I'm missing <laughs> out. Oh, uh, that was <clears throat> a completely out-of-context intro. Like, you just changed the, the... Yeah, I'm a subject changer. Yeah, okay. Well, if you didn't get it from that, I mean, it was a pretty decent transition. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I think that's the best I've gotten from Owen. Pretty okay. decent transition. I'll take it. Hey, someone's got to hate. That feels like a... Beat. Anyways, anyway... Any, not anyways. Anyway, we are talking about FOMO. 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 Josh, what's um, FOMO? Well, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. That's true. And it is a an affliction that I feel like... Ooh, good word. Yeah, that's a fun word to an say. An affliction, affliction. to it our is, souls. It is an affliction that I feel like a lot of the younger aged people face these days i would agree with that or not face a lot of people relate to yeah i mean i've definitely had my times of fomo for sure oh for sure yeah so it's it feels like a pretty common thing i have fomo every single day yeah it seems like yeah but 
as always, I think we should... So, I mean, yeah, our, uh, it's basically our thing now these days. Did you start with the uh, worldly definition yeah. and just move on? So no, well, the worldly and biblical definition. Yeah, so now we're just going to do that yeah. with FOMO. Yeah, seriously. So hit us with it. The worldly definition. This is really interesting, and I'm ready to tear this apart. You ready for it? Says mm. says the anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may current or wait what? Hold on. The, okay, I'll read it. Yeah, you read it. I'm anxiety sorry. that an exciting or interesting event may be currently happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. Oh, we got something caused oh, by snap. social media. Oh snap! By social media. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I totally butchered that. I don't know why I couldn't read. Um, but then we have the uh, biblical yeah. definition. And, like, this isn't a verse per se. This is no. off of Got Questions, but I really liked what they had to say. Um, Got Questions says, FOMO, or the fear of missing out, is the worry or anxiety a person feels when he or she thinks they are missing something exciting or important. Or put another way, FOMO is the fear that not participating is the wrong choice. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> Seems like yeah. it's... I mean, it feel, felt pretty similar to the other one. They felt Minus like they the coincided. Social media. Yeah. yeah. Social media, I feel like, is less part of the definition <clears throat> and more a cause of it. And so it's... Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say it happens all the time based on social media posts. It's just like, I know something's happening and I can't make it. Right. And so, so well, I think I think the social media <clears throat> aspect of that is take a big event, for example, right, where you're you're probably going to see that event either on someone's story or if it's big enough, like an actual post. Right. And so it's like I think that's the social media side of it where it's like, ooh, I really want to be in that post because it, I want to seem cool. Yeah. I want to seem like I hang with all these cool people and do all these cool things with the possibility that it ends up all over Instagram or whatever social media platform you use most no i get it but for me most of my fomo comes from like did i just know something like there's a big thing happening with friends or whatever and i can't go right and so then when i know it's happening and i'm not there then i get fomo yeah but it's not like I see it on their stories or anything. They could not post anything on their story, but I could still You're get saying it. FOMO so is I'm a saying. thing that leads up that's to That's what I'm event. saying. Like, I don't think I disagree with the social. Like, it's in the definition how it said often aroused by posts seen on social media. Yeah. I would say that's not really part of the definition. That doesn't define it. I think, well, like, it's I think one of the main causes. I would almost wager to say that there are two different definitions of FOMO then because of the worldly definition of FOMO is like the way they're implying there is seeing something that's already been done that people already did. Right. And then you have all this regret and anxiety cause you weren't there. Right. But the mm. biblical definition, which is the definition that I think we all have an understanding of FOMO is that something is going to happen in the future tense. And if we're not there, it's not a good thing. Yeah. You know? So yeah, let's, let's start off with, um, some sit, sit, situations, if you will, situations. where we find FOMO happens. Yeah. Well, I think that it's probably, it, it probably starts with our friends, which is a weird thing, right? Because it's like, it's like, oh, it's our friends. Like we should never have to worry. But I mean, we're both a part of a pretty big friend group, I would say like 20 to 30 people, you know, that we kind of regularly see, hang around and do stuff with. So for me, at least, whenever someone in, in a group chat or someone's like, yo, we're doing this, blah, 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 there's that pressure to be like, oh, dang, I want to do that because all these cool people are doing that. And Yeah, it's like, you know. it's almost like, 
if you can't go, you're you you get FOMO because you're trying to prove you belong. Basically, yeah. you're just trying to prove you belong and that they should like you. So if you don't show up or you can't be there, yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm gonna miss out on making an impression on these people that right are the my impression friends. Part. And you're just trying to impress them. So that kind of goes back to uh, our confidence and self esteem one. Yeah. That we're trying we're trying to impress people too much right because the main thing for FOM, for fomo for me i'm just like oh i i'm missing out on these really cool people right who i want to like me and i'm not there and so yeah who knows it's, how they feel about me it's I the social status social yeah. status side of things right we have mm-hmm. to maintain a good social status so that people will because we we feel that pressure that people only like us because we show up to things and have fun with them right yeah that people don't like yeah. us for who we truly are in christ facts bars facts no printer facts (laughs) what that was such a only the elites will understand that joke that was such a good joke you're such a generation z person um yeah so friend group we kind of talked a little about social media and social media definitely huge factor yes but i think an even bigger factor is like it's like these people could be there right like that saying of like of like oh if i if I don't go, I'm not going to see these people, you know? Yes, and so, I do know. I know, exa- yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, OD. <laughs> you're so annoying. Trust. <laughs> um, or, or it's the, I won't ever get to do this again. Like, this opportunity won't come up again. Like, this is a once in a lifetime. Like, you only live once kind of thing. Facts. You know? And that's, that's definitely, like, a bigger situation type FOMO. Where it's like, oh, maybe someone's going to a concert or they're going on a road trip or, you know, some more more time consuming and stuff. But I feel like those two phrases kind of, whether we know it or not, live in our subconscious of like, oh, man, these people might be there or I will never have the opportunity to do, to yeah. do this again. Which is a lie on both senses yeah. because unless it's like some famous celebrity, like you'll probably be able to see the people again and you'll probably have another opportunity to do whatever it is again. Right. So it seems like all these commonly common situations can be applied to, it could be like a party. It could be chilling at the coffee shop, mini golfing, you know, whatever it can be applied to. However, there are situations where you might get FOMO, but you shouldn't, we shouldn't because you're getting FOMO for, like a sinful activity per mm. se. There are some activities that, for example, like if a bunch, a big group of your friends are going out and smoking weed or something, right? You shouldn't be getting FOMO and have the fear of missing out because they're doing they're doing a sinful activity, right? Right. And so, in situations where where the group or you're fearing of missing out on something is a sinful activity. I just don't think you sh- you should have any fear of missing out, right. you know? Because well, um, your, your heart yeah. is lying in the wrong place. Yeah, so obviously we're going to go back to the Bible. And so why we shouldn't fear missing out on activities that are sinful is because sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59, 2 says, But your iniquities have been made a separation between you and God, and your mm. sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Right. And so if your sins separate you from God and your goal is to get closer to God each and every day, then why would you even want to be close to a situation where you could be separated from God? Yeah. And so that, that's the kind of the first step. And then 
Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Whoa. Big D <laughs> and word. And so that's also not uh, also a pretty solid reason, I feel like, to avoid those activities. Yeah. The death is kind of <clears throat> serious. Sin yeah. is fleeting. Mm. Hebrews 11.25 says, choose... Uh, I don't have the exact... Here, hold on. Give me a Hebrews second. Hebrews what? 1125? 11, 24, and 25. I got you. Um, sin is fleeting. That's what he's going to pull up. He's doing a quick sword drill. What? No, wait. Guys, this is bad. He would definitely hold be up. losing to some of my first through third graders at church back home. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I would be. Um, so it Hebrews. goes Hebrews, James. I believe I it's after Philemon. Yeah, found it, found it. What is it? Okay, guys, he made it. He made it to Hebrews. Hebrews 11. 11, 24, and 25. Because 25 starts off in the middle of a sentence. Oh, 24. Wait, starting at 24? Guys, I'm sorry. This is bad. This is embarrassing. Um, Hebrews 11, 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he was... Is this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. So Pharaoh, wow. or Mo, Mosey, little Big Mose. Mo. Big Mo. Well, little Mo. Little yeah. Mo. Little Mo. He could have just enjoyed his life being a rich kid of a of the Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. But he knew that sin was fleeting and that that... He uh, chose to live so he almost chose as to an live, exile. Out, he chose to live out of sin because he knew it was fleeting. Right. And so we have to make that decision when we it comes to... Yeah. What a mog move. Yeah, such a mog move. Seriously. Um, another consequence of sin is we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians five nineteen through 21 says, <clears throat> Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So it's almost like, okay, before I say this disclaimer, I believe that all FOMO is not good, but it almost seems like there's good FOMO and there's bad FOMO. Bad FOMO, meaning sinful FOMO, meaning separation from God FOMO. Good FOMO, which is still bad FOMO, meaning like yeah, I think fun activities with good godly friends that can glorify God. But I think the good versus bad FOMO that you're thinking of, the bad FOMO is just, it's a different reason reasoning on why we shouldn't fear missing out versus yeah. the good FOMO. Right. Because the bad FOMO, it's all God hates sin. And so if you want to be a part of sin, yeah, that's not good. So you shouldn't have a fear of missing out. But when we get to the other FOMOs, yeah. it's a whole different. Instead of saying God doesn't like sin, so we shouldn't have a fear, it's a right. different. Like God, it's has a. Us in I his think hand. it's. I think it's a. God has, you know, made us to be good stewards of the time and resources that we're given, and if we're not, and like say, if you're a college student like we are, and you have like some homework, or maybe you have a job and you have work, or you have to go to class or something but someone's going on a road trip and you skip that stuff to go on a road trip. Like that's, that's the type of good FOMO that we're talking about, which is still bad yeah. FOMO because so, we're not being good stewards of the resources and time that we're given. Right. Yeah. So quote unquote, missing out on sinful activities. I don't even think that's really missing out. I think it's just something that we're called to not like we're called to right. 
almost miss out on those activities. We're not, as Christians, we're not supposed to be participating in those activities. Right. So we, we are not missing out on anything other than what God doesn't want us to do. So mm-hmm. it's not something we're missing out on. It's something that God calls us to, to miss out on. To actively miss out acti- on. Like, yeah. To, to avoid. To avoid, yeah. I was literally about so to say So I would say for a sinful activity, we shouldn't have FOMO because of how God views sin and how it separates us from him. And it's just not, it leads to death. Yeah. Now, the quote-unquote good FOMO that Owen was talking about are just having FOMO from things that aren't sinful. Like, yeah. if a group's going out to go mini-golfing and I can't go and I really want to go and I'm missing, feeling like I'm missing out yeah. on not going, that that's what we're calling good FOMO, even though we don't really think right. any FOMO is good. Yeah. But So that's now more what we're going to start talking about. And the first point is just to be content where God has you. Yeah. And... Um, can, can being content is, I think such an important part of the FOMO discussion because so often in life we're not content, right? We're always left wondering like, Oh, at least in, I'm a college student. So like a lot of my thoughts are like, okay, well I graduate, I'm going to have to get a job or like, okay, well, I'm going to worry about that or be anxious about that. Or, um, shoot, I don't know about these classes. I, you know, don't know about these assignments. I need to study more. Like all this stuff where we're always caught thinking about the future or maybe yeah. past decisions and we're not content where God has us in the moment trusting his plan. Yeah, and in 1 Timothy 6, <clears throat> verse 6, God calls us to be content. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Ooh. Which is just kind of bars. That is kind of bars. So if you have godliness and you're content, yeah, it's great gain. That's Gain is good. Gain is good. Yeah. <laughs> so gain is good. Be content where God has you. Second point is to worry about your own life and not the other person's life. Um, there's a specific situation in John that I believe it's after Jesus is resurrected. He sees his, he sees the disciples. It's towards the end of John in John 21. Yeah. And he is talking to, I think, Peter. And he's saying, you're going to suffer a lot for my name, all this and that. And Peter says, what about John? And And Jesus says to him... If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Mm. And and that's just a great point to us that we follow Christ. So what does it matter what other people are doing? As long as we're following Christ, yeah. then we are set. Yeah. We, we have no need to be missing out on what other people are doing mm-hmm. because we follow Christ. Right. No, I, I think that's perfectly said. And I think that a good conversation that goes along with that is the eternal mindset, right? Because we can get so caught up, especially in the college world and even high school world, and I'm sure young adult world, even though I'm not quite there yet, where, you know, I'm out in the working working field, whatnot. But when when we narrow our perspective on life and get caught in the, you know, topics and events and happenings of this life and we're not focused on the fact that you know we need to be striving to become more christ-like and be continually becoming more sanctified because we're going to live for an eternity in heaven when, when we lose that perspective i think that's when a lot of fomo can really take control of our lives yeah. right because it's like this oh shoot i gotta maximize this now because i don't know when i'm gonna do this again and we only live once and blah 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 blah, blah. when in reality dude this life is so short 
and an eternity like this life compared to an eternity like that's missed yeah says that somewhere maybe psalms or proverbs i think but i mean we said we don't think fomo is good yeah but you have fomo now what do you do uh first peter 5 7 says cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you Mm. and that him is god yep capital h so going to him with your anxieties about FOMO, it's a common thing. When I get it, I bo- immediately start praying because I don't want to be that, like, almost Eeyore-type guy who's just right. walking around, oh, I'm missing out on so much. When literally I have the Holy Spirit in me and I have a relationship with Christ and my Creator, and yeah, I, I'm f- mad that I'm missing out on, like, some random activity that's, like, a two-hour part of the day that... I really probably don't even want to go to that badly. And so just taking your anxiety to him, go, go to him. Yeah. And just be honest. Yeah. You have FOMO, go, go cast your anxiety on him. He cares for you. He does. Uh, uh, There's another part of that in Matthew six, which is the Sermon on the Mount, part of the Sermon on the Mount. And towards the end of chapter six, it, he, Jesus starts talking about um, not worrying. And so he basically says, don't worry about what you will eat, drink, wear. Isn't life more than, is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Mm. Look at the birds of the air. They, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are they not much more valuable? Are you not yeah. much more valuable than they? Yeah. And... Basically, God's got you. Yeah. And then a little couple more verses down, it says, For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. I, I love that we keep talking about the Sermon on the Mount, because there's so much there. It's a, it's a continual topic. No, but if you um, seek him first, yeah. the rest... The rest of life's worries, including FOMO, just kind of fly out the window, I yeah. feel like. Because God knows what you need. And so if you need to be at that one activity, then you'll be... If, you, if God wants you there, you'll be there. Right. And I think that this this topic is a good... Um, it parallels well with being good stewards of our time and our responsibilities, right? And I remember having a conversation with my dad about a year ago... Um, talking about how to best manage life because I had all these different aspects of life that were, that seems like they were taking precedent that shouldn't be taking precedent, you know? Um, and so he kind of broke it down for me and he was like, listen, like no matter who we are, or what stage of life we're in, right? God is number one and he will always be number one. And we should be actively trying to pursue him, chase him and become more sanctified above all things. Right. That is, that is, that's just that's our yeah. goal in life um but then there's also a number two three four five and six right there's for for me god is number one my family is number two those are the people closest to me those are the people i love most next to god right and i'm i'm called to be an active steward to care for my family right yes. so family's number two but number three is my school and work right and i'm a college student i'm literally in a different state to study school you know, mm-hmm. and so I feel like a lot of times we can get to college and we are like, oh, 
well, I can do all these cool things with all these cool people and I'm just going to go do them. When in reality, we need to take a step back and realize, okay, what season of life are we in and what takes precedent? Because right now I'm at college and I'm at college to get a degree and learn about my major so that I can apply it later in life, right? That is why I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona in this stage of life, you know? So it goes God, then family, then my school and work. Those are my, those are my top three and that's how it should be. And then after that, friends, social huh. activities. This man is so fake, ranking me below school and work, <laughs> bro. I'm sorry, bro. You didn't make the cut. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. He, I think he has his priorities pretty, pretty well set. But here's the thing. I don't stick to those priorities as much as I should, right? Because I'm sinful. But what I will say is whenever I do find that I stick to those priorities, FOMO doesn't have as much of a control on my life. They're, yes. Because if I'm a good steward of my time, let's say, you know, I wake up in the morning, I get some good time in the word and spent in prayer, right? In, in reverence and respect and humility to God. And then I go throughout my day and I... Um, go to classes, get homework done, take tests, exams, quizzes, whatever. I'm an active steward of getting the things that need to be done, done in a good, timely manner, right? If I, if I actually stick to that, those, those days that I do, I have all this time at the end of the day where I'm like, okay, I can go do whatever I want, right? Yeah. And so it's almost like those social events that you're having FOMO of, you're almost starting, you know? Because you're like, okay, what are we going to go do? I, I have free time now, you know? Yeah, and then also when you have your priorities set straight if i know my well i know my first priority is god yeah so if i haven't given my first priority if i haven't given time to my first priority which is god when those activities are going on yeah i'm like oh i haven't given my time to my first priority yeah so i gotta do that and then i gotta do my second and third before i even get to my time with my friends right and then you're creating fomo and so yeah and if i know my priorities that my first priority is God, then it's a lot easier for me to be okay with missing out on something. Yeah. Even though you're not really missing out on all that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So the first two on how cast your cares on God. God cares about you. Go to him. And then trust, trusting God that he's sovereign over your life is a big one. It's so hard to just put your trust in him. Uh, Romans 8.28 says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, so if we miss out on something, God is still sovereign and has yeah. a plan. Yeah. Even it, I mean, it might seem huge at the time. Like, oh, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on this right. really big mini golf game. What am I going to possibly <laughs> do? Yeah. And then you sleep and the next morning you're like, oh, dang, I didn't really miss out on that much. I don't even think and you'll so, ever think about no, it. Yeah. You know? So, God, I mean, God has a plan. Even in the little things... God has a plan for you missing something. Yeah. I mean, it feels a little silly to say God has a plan for you missing the mini golf game or whatever. Right. But he does. He, he cares about the little things too. And so he's, he's still in control over the little things. Yeah. And I, that's important to remember. Absolutely. So I want to end with this. I have an idea. Are you ready? Okay. I, I kind of wrote down this sentence earlier. And I'm going to read it to you. And I want to know what you think because then I want to share what I think. But are you, are you ready? I'm going yes. to shoot this right at you, okay? It says, unnecessary, unnecessary anxiety put on a FOMO situation creates more FOMO. What do you think about that? So when I'm anxious about my f- a situation where I could miss out, mm-hmm. then I get more FOMO. 
sort of. So I, I, I bring that up because I feel like it's, oh, what's it? It's a, it's a pure, no, not a pyramid effect. Uh, it's a domino effect where if we go to a situation and we have FOMO, we put that pressure on ourselves to be at that situation, to act a certain way and talk with certain people and have a certain amount of fun, right? We put, we're putting anxiety on ourselves in that situation, right? And then whenever we're done with that situation, whether on our own time and we reflect, we're like, oh shoot, I wonder if I was cool. I wonder if I, um, like, like made people laugh. I wonder if I did all these things, then it creates this vision of, okay, well, I don't know if I actually did all this stuff. So the next event, I'm going to have to make sure that I seem cool and put on a show and make people laugh. Right. So it's just like, it's this domino effect of like, okay, maybe I didn't nail this social activity with all these friends. So I have to make this next one count. And then maybe you don't make that next one count. And then you have to, yeah. like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it's a really, it's a trap that we have to be really careful of because once we put FOMO on a situation and maybe that situation doesn't go as planned because we're trying to rely on our own strength and not God's. It's this domino yeah. effect and we get ourselves into this really deep pit. And before you know it, you're kind of drowning in your view of yourself and not God's view of yourself. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. No, I just I'm wanted to bring you. that up. I, I think it definitely, I can see that snowball effect. Yeah. I see what you're saying. The first time you read the question, when he said, I'm going to re- I wrote this sentence down. I looked at the sentence and I was immediately very, I was like, what? It, I don't even know how I to know. answer I just kind of wanted to put you and on so the And so when his explanation, after his explanation, yes, I do yeah. think. I just think we need to be very careful about the times that we do go out and, and partake in situations that could be caused by FOMO and analyze why we want to be where we are and why we're doing yeah, what we're I doing. think probably a general rule about FOMO, rule of thumb about FOMO is if you're passionately pursuing Christ and doing what he says, you're never going to miss out on anything that actually matters. Yeah. Because essentially the only thing that actually matters is your relationship with Christ. And if you have a, if you have a relationship with Christ, you're going to be spending eternity with him. So anything here on earth is not going to matter in the long run. Yeah. So put, get your priorities straight, put your relationship with Christ as number one. And you won't, in the grand scheme of things, in eternity, from an eternal perspective, you're not going to miss out on anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's that eternal perspective and trusting in his power and not your own. Yep. So we're going to end. Boom. The word of the week, words mm. of the week, facts, no printer. Facts, no printer? Facts, no printer. Facts, no printer. Facts, no printer. Okay. Cool. Do you understand it yet? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I mean, I, I feel it's like okay. I do. He's a just... Yeah, I am a Brit, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my heritage, okay? Don't make yeah, we had some tea and crumpets in here. No, we didn't. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> okay. Gold You're the making queen. fun of the motherland. Anyways. Anyway. Gosh dang it. Guys, just so you know, anyways is actually grammatically incorrect, and it is only anyway. So I felt convicted about that because my family is a bunch of grammar Nazis. But anyway, that is what we got for you guys today on FOMO. Find your identity in Christ and not yourself and trust in his FOMO plan. no mo. <laughs> I like that. FOMO no mo. That no. might be the title. FOMO no mo. FOMO no mo. FOMO no mo. That That's might be fun. the title of the Guys, episode. you got to just say that out loud three times real quick and you will have a blast. That might brighten your day up.
And we're going to end on that. We thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you have a lovely rest of your day and week. And yes. we pray that it is all to the glory of God. Bye, all. Peace. Bye.